1: And welcome to the Pants Party. I am Harrison Starr, a.k.a. Boilerhawk, hosting this week's episode. Joining me are Ben Ross and Max Brecky. Ben, how are you doing?
0: Just like my athlete's foot, we are back, Harrison. Happy to be on the podcast airwaves with you two. I am feeling uh, just fine.
1: Fantastic. And Max, what's popping with you?
0: Um,. I'm alive.
1: Yeah. yeah. Any good uh, Grand Rapids, Minnesota beers for you to share with us today?
2: No, don't, never go to Grand Rapids, Minnesota. That's, oh, that's my that's yeah. My take on Grand as, Rapids, as a Minnesotan.
0: Minnesota. When you said you were in Grand Rapids, I just assumed Michigan.
2: Yeah, no. I told <laughs> I told my fiance I told her that I was like she, I was like I'm about to tell these people I'm driving back from Grand Rapids right now, and she's like. I mean, that's not that far of a drive and I was like, they'll think it's Michigan.
1: <laughs> yeah, I totally thought it was Michigan. But I Fair was enough. not not feeling a podcast yesterday. It was a, a rough weekend. Uh Ben, how about you? Do you have any good uh, Chicago beers or anything else?
0: I actually uh I had a very low key weekend myself because uh literally all of my friends I'd like to remind you all I'm twenty eight and uh, all of my friends got four day passes to Lollapalooza. Uh ah, um, yep. Full of I take high it. Schools. They're not twenty
2: eight.
0: No, they are. And that's um, so they're losers. Yeah. So I was all alone all weekend. So I went and um, I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood alone on Friday night. Absolutely adored it. Uh, we could talk about that if we want, but I think it would uh, It's probably my third favorite Quentin Tarantino movie. And uh, the What's best, the
2: first though? That's all. That's all I care about.
0: Jackie Brown is my favorite. Mm. That's a good um, one. And Glorious Bastards is too. The, the two flip flop for me. Um, the, just the actual like, the, the movie going experience, though, I haven't been in like a crowded theater um, full of just, you know, it's mostly fans. Uh, mm. It's just a really fun movie going experience. I, I'd see it again in a heartbeat. Um, there's a theater right by me that has it in film, actually, in 70mm. So I could be all snobby and go and uh, see a film for the film. I don't know if I'm going to do that, though. And uh, Saturday, I played a little bit of golf, and uh, that's about it. Kept it pretty dry. I think I only had four, four or five beers all weekend.
1: Ah, okay. Well, I, I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I, it was weird because it was really pretty long, but it also somehow didn't feel long, even the though it felt like it kind of moved all. slow.
0: Not once. I, didn't, I, was, I was not bugged by the length.
1: Like, it was kind of wild to me, because, like, normally when movies move that slow, it feels like they're taking forever. But somehow I made it without having to go to the bathroom. Went right before it started. And then I was clean until the end.
0: And what did you Anyways,
1: think? I enjoyed it. Like, I mean, for me, it was... I mean, there are problems with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, but, <laughs> But like, overall, I, there there's no doubt that, to me, Brad Pitt was just... Awesome. Stunning. Like I almost like I almost wonder if that's probably the best supporting actor right there. Like that would be probably kind of I mean, side. yeah,
0: certainly. And I I mean DiCaprio was incredible too. Everybody. What was your
1: favorite scene, I guess?
0: Uh my favorite scene probably was I mean, it's got to be either Brad Pitt on the roof um and then the mo- the, the the flashback that he has on the roof. Or uh, yeah. Anything? Is it any 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 of the scenes with um, Pacino? Where he was he was excellent.
1: Yeah, I actually think I saw this one on the Ringer. I think my favorite might have been the one where he was calling for the line. DiCaprio was. I just thought that yeah. was such a an interesting peel behind movie making in a way. I guess TV making, but but still. Anyways. It is. Uh, oh, I was going to oh.
2: just throw out my two cents here. Oh, sorry, um, I haven't seen it yet, and ah. I've heard that it's somewhat pl- problematic um, from what I hear, but uh, I know the guy who plays Jackie Chan in that movie. Bruce Lee. You mean Lee. Bruce Lee? Bruce Lee, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> that's racist to me. I'm very sorry. <laughs>
0: That's problematic um, in
2: itself, but I do know that guy.
0: That so that scene was probably one of my favorite. That, that's part of the flashback scene on the yeah. roof. That was one of my favorite scenes. How do you know so and so?
2: He's in my fraternity.
0: He's an Iowa grad.
2: No, he's a Minnesota grad.
0: Oh. Uh, Shout wow. out the
2: Alpha Beta chapter.
0: I'm gonna look this guy up right now. Um,
2: but yeah, that's my two cents. I haven't seen it yet, but I'll see it eventually.
0: Dude, I don't understand. We don't. Are we gonna turn this into a? Quinn Tarantino podcast. Um, <laughs> I don't understand where like the people who say it's problematic are really coming from. Oh, I, I just
2: heard that people thought that it was a very poor interpretation of uh, Bruce Lee.
0: Well, oh, it's just like, I mean, that's,
2: that's where I was coming from with that. I just heard people thought it was very, very in poor taste, and uh,
0: I, don't I mean, know. probably, but that was such a small part of the movie that thought never even crossed my mind.
1: And part of it is just like There's a Misogyny that Is tagged along with him With, with yes, okay, that is all, right. Yeah, you're right And, and yeah. I, I don't think it necessarily Pretends to Margot Roby, but The way that Brad Pitt's marriage Is kind of portrayed, it's like Huh Like, that that was kind of an issue for me But overall, a very Enjoyable movie, would recommend going if Especially if you like Quentin Tarantino, in which case you probably have already gone to see it. Then see it again. Like Ben will probably do in 70mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Looking up this Mike Moe, your fraternity brother fellow, Max. Yeah? He's got yeah? some. He's got some bona fides on the film.
2: Yeah, that's what I heard. I, haven't, I mean, I just saw little clips of it uh, in commercials and whatever, but...
0: He is a fifth-degree black belt in American Taekwondo. I
2: did know this.
1: Yeah,
0: makes sense.
2: Anyway. All right. right. Back to Uh, Iowa.
1: Yeah, back to Iowa. So uh, we're going to go ahead and get this thing started with the Iowa talk, opening up uh, one of my seltzers. Are
0: these one of the seltzers that you uh, tried this past weekend?
1: weekend? Tried, yes. Reviewed, no. So a little teaser for the Instagram uh, for Mighty Swell. Uh, Pretty tasty one. This one's watermelon mints and a little overt on the mint, but I enjoy it.
0: I see you have not put up this weekend's reviews on your channel yet.
1: Oh, as the the shared ones? No, I need to go back and do that. I thought about it while I was at work today. I'm like, I could probably spend my time a little better. You know, actually, well why should you do at work Trying to build my brand <laughs> <laughs> no, That
0: is work
1: <laughs> it's, it's not what I get paid more money to do you, though You just put it under
0: professional <laughs> development When you're clocking in When you're doing your time yeah. sheets
1: Fair enough Fair enough But uh, Iowa football's fall camp In a hard turn uh, Just started this week We're starting to see some pictures come out Uh, You can read into those as much as you'd like. Is Oliver Martin going against the Ones as a part of the Ones? Who knows? But what we are going to talk about to start is who are our favorite guys not on the fall two deeps. Uh, So I, I think that these are guys that might be able to make a little run this fall, what we think that they might be, whether it's this year or next, or in the case of some, it has to be this year, at least my guy um so uh max i know you said you had someone who's who's your pick of the year
2: um so my pick not only death charts currently oh never mind i just uh, i just found him he's on there that's oh you jerk you were playing that the whole time no i wasn't actually i didn't realize that dj johnson was located under outside linebacker
1: That'll do it, Max. Yeah. Where, where would you the, you
0: think he was going to be?
2: I thought he was going to be located underneath at least like cornerback or safety cuz that's, you know, what he plays. But he's the outside linebacker slash
0: cash. Nickel. He's the he's going to be the cash guy, right? Is
1: he the, will. Yeah.
2: Yeah, but All so right, I, so I didn't he's didn't actually a, he's he's,
0: he is in fact a starter.
1: We can talk about him for a second though <laughs> yeah. cuz he's up like He's up like 10 pounds, which to me was almost like a prerequisite for me to really fall in love with him because Amani Hooker was just jacked. And that's something that when we saw DJ Johnson, I think he was at either 175 or 170 this past spring. It's like, oh, is he going to be able to make the tackles that he needs to? So seeing him at 183 is, it's a good sign.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, that's my bad. Yeah. I still go with him. DJ Johnson, he's my person that's not on the Jeff chart that I'm going with.
0: DJ was a four-star, yes?
2: Yes. Well, borderline.
0: Borderline, I, I yeah, think that
2: when he signed, he became a three-star, you know, as they as they do.
0: He's one of the, so we got him, it was him, Dallas Cradith, and then who was the third fringe four-star corner defensive back we got in the same class, Harrison, do you remember?
2: Was that Brents?
0: Brents. It would have been Brents. It was Brents. And so really... I guess Brent's has been where we've been hearing about him, but DJ's really the only guy of all of them who's been hyped.
2: Yeah, I mean, Brent's has been, played a lot it. last year.
0: Yeah, yeah. Craddath um, uh, yeah, has Kradd- just been nowhere. He's a ghost.
1: I'm almost af- afraid about Craddath now that we mention him because he's someone that was a complete surprise. He he was, uh, and
0: he was a consensus four star actually, though was he not? Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it
1: was between him and or between Iowa and LSU, from my understanding. So like yeah. to get him really felt like a coup, and it's funny to see Kayvon Everybody Merriweather else. be the be the number one strong or free safety.
2: No, you know what I think is actually really interesting. I mean, yeah, there's Kayvon Mer- Merriweather who's on who's the starting free safety right now, but Devonta Young as the backup strong safety.
0: Is he he was started as a receiver? He was a wide right? receiver, yeah. yeah. He actually Until, caught like this. He year. actually caught a ball, I think, either last year or two years ago. Um you normally you normally with at Iowa you see it the other way around. You normally don't see offensive players go to defense, right?
2: I mean unless their quarterbacks going to linebacker. Oop.
1: Or tight ends. Oh, oh a derby pull. Yeah. Oh man. He wouldn't make would <coughs> a great tight end at Iowa. That's a lost God. moment.
2: Probably would have, but anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm actually going to go uh, Michael Dalton sleep. Very excited to see what he can do this year.
0: Damn. 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 Good oh. answer. <laughs> he was yeah. on because, my list. <laughs>
1: because he is not. Was he three. yours, Harrison? I have three written down, so. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Fucking made. teacher's <laughs> pet. Well, I just, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> it's a punter. It's Iowa. It's Kirk Ferentz. Of yeah. course it's going to be him.
0: Yeah. Okay. But
1: anyway. I, I should have pulled up his statistics That's great
0: like he- no, The craziest thing I didn't know about him was For three games he punted I can't remember if he's a left footer or a right punter, But he punted with his non-dominant foot Because uh, of like an ankle sprain or something He still averaged like 51 yards uh, In those three games Which Iowa hasn't touched in the past two years It come anywhere yeah. close
2: yeah, I think that he averaged 40 ish last year, which, I mean, I was still didn't average I think, that.
0: I think he averaged 43.4, 44.4 yeah. 4 in total. My, yeah.
2: my buddy went to earn it and went. He worked at ASU for a couple of years while Dalton Sleep was there, and he said that he wasn't very impressed. But, I mean, it it's, can't low, be man. hard to beat out what we have.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Maybe uh, this is Dalton. across the line. Um, no, it's not. But I feel like. Iowa fans with Kirk Ferentz, they're, like, addicted to punting. And now that there's a guy that we think can be a really good punter, because, like, if you think about it, he was at I don't think anybody thinks
0: he's going to be really good.
1: But he's, he was at 44 yards a punt last year. Colton Rastetter was at 38. But, like, you look at his last six games, and it was like 37, 35, 34, 38, 35, 34. I mean, you're talking about a first, another first down that the opponent has That's to get. That's the
0: biggest thing to me, is just, yeah, making the opponent stay in the field of another series is a huge deal.
1: So, I am very excited for him, even though it was Max's guy. How about you, Ben? Who's your guy on the two deeps you're you're looking for?
0: Not on the two deeps. Not on the two
1: deeps. You're right. That I'm
0: looking most <laughs> forward to is Oliver Martin. Uh, I don't think I. I think there's a snowball snowball chance in hell he's able to play this year. I'd give it less yeah. than five percent chance that he's eligible. Uh, but you still got to talk about him. And you never did you specify for this year? Or just uh, did you say in general? Because in general, it's got to be Oliver Martin. Um, for a non-cheating answer. I'd probably have to choose, I I don't know. I was going to say John Wagoner, but he's in the two deeps. Um, So I really don't know after that.
1: I I think you're right about Oliver Martin actually being the guy because... I mean, he's
0: got to be, yeah.
1: But I also, the longer this drags on, the more and more optimistic that I get.
0: Yeah, I guess, but who who the fuck knows if they've even looked at his file yet? Like that yeah. the NCAA is so ass backwards that I mean it's got to be an open and shut case. So I the fact that it hasn't, we haven't heard anything about it yet, means they haven't even entertained it yet. Is one of you outside?
2: What? Max oh, has no! A bunch of drag racers there's a track. there's a there's a lot of motorcycles that drive down my street for some reason, and, and they're always very loud. Do you live near Grumpy's? No, I live near uh, near uh, Fair State. Ah, so I mean, two busy yeah. streets. Yeah. yeah. I did. I do think it's really interesting, though. For um, what's what who are we talking about? Martin. Yeah, yeah Oliver Martin. That's his name. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he kind of does have to come in and be the guy, though, because you look at that depth chart, and I mean, there's three wide receivers on it for the first time in a little bit, but two juniors, and then three, three redshirt freshmen. Like, it's it's green mm-hmm. behind Smith and, Marce- and Marset, yeah, or at least that's just- the impression that they're giving, it's, you know, it's not looking like there's any experience there behind those two guys, and... Smith-Marset gets... I mean, I love him. He gets put in the doghouse a lot, but it'll be interesting to kind of see how that goes.
1: That's a good point. Uh, Chad Lysakow, to his credit, he mentioned about the pictures earlier today that Smith-Marset looked bigger, and he didn't... I didn't necessarily see it, but he is up to 183, so maybe he's playing a little less Fortnite on his phone.
2: (laughs) What was he last year? Do you know, by any chance?
1: He was, like, 175. Like, both he... Well, and the thing about Marset is that he's six one, so like <laughs> being one hundred and seventy five pounds, and six one. Like you look at Tracy, five eleven, two hundred. I mean that kid is stacked.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So Smith Marset, he's rail thin. Uh. He probably, he's the type of guy who probably would have ended up playing, being a true senior, um, just because he's so electric in the return game, that he would have found his way onto the. The field, no matter what, but he just has that small frame, and like he was a sprinter, so that probably plays into it. Yeah. Back in high school, um, but we shall see.
0: Harrison you said City got three youth 3 whole guys that yeah. qualify. So let's hear them, and that's us pick yeah, so, them apart one by one.
1: So, uh, the punter Michael Sleep Dalton. Okay. I yeah, already talked about him. Th- that I had, and then I think this is just. An emotional, like I am just like I just want this hold, to work.
0: Hold so on, much. Let, let me let me try and guess. Yeah, do it. Um, emotional. It's
2: gonna, it's gonna be uh, that one guy that. Um, yep, no, don't, don't know it. One Nixon's a, on the death check. Yeah, it's not, yeah,
0: I said Davion, and that would have been incorrect. Um, oh, okay. Oh, uh, Drew Cook.
1: Yeah, it's Drew Cook. Like. I want nothing more than for him to just turn in I, I don't even know what it would need to be. Like even if it was twenty five receptions, what would that be? Fifteen yards. Let's call it four hundred yards. And that's optimistic. five six touchdowns. <laughs> yeah, five that's six so, touchdowns. So
0: so optimistic. What I just I just but they're all I game want winners it so badly.
1: I want it. So so badly for it to click with Drew Cook. Yeah. Like I just, uh, I mean to, but he would have to come from behind. From, I mean, you called me a teacher's pet early. Almost. Like the more I think about last year, the more I think that Fant off the field was more about actually having weeding on the field. Um. So he's gonna have to show what he has in the, re- the receiving game. Um. And I don't
0: think that's how Kirk France operates.
1: You don't think? No, I that think that's Kirk how Kirk France had operates. A, you don't think Kirk Ferentz had a soft spot for a former walk-on who did everything "quote unquote" right, who was a very good blocker and never asked for the ball? No, I think, think a I, I. Oh, for a like no, that.
0: I thought you meant in the sense get weeding on the field to uh, get him just playing time to be ready for looking down the road to this year.
1: Oh no no not about that. That's I think what I thought. He, no, yes. I thought he was like the the quote unquote union card. No, I just, yeah,
0: like, in, in that in your description, yes. In my yes, yeah, yeah. We're both wrong and right. I'm wrong.
1: Because like I mean the the more I think about it, like there's been some quotes with Kirk Ferentz, um, like he even talked about the uh, like the Denver Broncos interviewed him and he said that Noah Fant was qu- a good teammate and a good blocker. It's like. <laughs> Anyways, we don't need to rehash 2017 So who's the third? And then the third was uh, Van Valkenburg, the defensive tackle. Um, oh, okay. I, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The
0: shit, the junior college guy.
1: Yep, and, and I think he'll be the type of guy, he's got two years, so maybe he doesn't break through this year, but with Brady Reif and Lattimore both being seniors, I think he's going to be the type of guy who you look down the road, Lattimore's gone, rife has gone, Epinesa's gone, Jones is gone, Golston probably still around, but there's probably an off chance that he has a really good season and he's gone too. He's a redshirt junior. So. Is he a
0: tackle or an end? He seemed, seemed, yeah, seemed pretty skinny as a tackle. Yeah, yeah.
2: I, I think he'll feel, feel this a little bit this season. I mean. No, I think he
1: will really. play a little bit, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that he'll probably end up being just a nice death piece even if it's just like five snaps a game.
1: But I might be missing someone. I I, I know I had it like another guy or two, but uh, that, that was kind of my uh, group of three for non-2Deep guys. So uh, as we move in to our next topic, we're going to talk about how would we build a coaching staff with a Big Ten right after this break.
0: Do-do-do-do-do-do. Does your cat make too much noise?
2: Is that a problem that
0: people have with cats? <laughs> then try kitten mittens.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we're back.
2: Unfortunately enough for you.
1: <laughs> Sorry. So, before we went in, I, I this is a topic I posed because everyone's all about these... Who are the best coaches in the country at this time of year? And I think it is a fair discussion. But the way I wanted to frame it, and this isn't a draft or anything, but the way I thought about it is, like, among Big Ten coaches and coordinators, you can pick whoever you want for whatever position. But who? how would you build your staff? And the way I framed it was head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and then a wild card for anything else. So... Uh, started with Max with the two deeps. Ben, do do we want to snake this guy or do we just want to rattle I, off? Yeah, I have him the,
0: him? I have the correct and only acceptable answers, and I think like objectively these are right. And okay, uh, defensive coordinator, you give me Phil. Mm-hmm. Uh, give me the Brown oh. brothers. Oh. The what? Oh. Give me the okay. Brown brothers. Um, and then wild card. I I hate to say it, but I think I want Patty Fitz.
1: So how how do you have the Brom Brothers?
0: Head coach and offensive coordinator.
1: Ah, then where does that put Patty Fitz? Fuck wild card bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Got me there. No, I I mean I have. Three of the four you mentioned, but. Yeah. In a different configuration. Uh, oh, I we actually lost ben. have. I know, we lost Ben. I think he tried to mute himself. Um, but <laughs> he'll he'll uh,
2: figure it out, maybe.
1: So. Uh, let me just jot this down. Anyways, so. I have Pat Fitzgerald as the head coach. Okay. I think that is unassailable and then to ben's point i have brahm and parker as the coordinators and my wild card is jim harbaugh as qb coach mm. now my logic here yeah. max
2: he's the qb is whisperer
1: I just, is i just want to see brahm and harbaugh just like go at it like i feel like these are four intense personalities i probably should have gone with like a more more of a mediator as that fourth guy, but I just had to do it. I just think Harbaugh, to your point, the a QB Whisperer, so that, that's why I have him.
2: That's fair. Um, I did not put any thought into this, so while you guys were talking, I started to put together my imaginary staff. Um, so often, We'll start here. Offensive coordinator, we're going to have uh, Jeff Brom. You guys both picked the Brom, the Brom man. Um, definitely going to go with him as the offensive coordinator. Defensive coordinator, I'm going to go with Don Brown. Ah, uh. Don Brown, Michigan. Uh, defensive coordinator, I think that's a pretty solid pick. I just wanted to be different than you guys. I didn't want to make everything the entire same. But I also think that he's probably... I think it's hard to say that he's not one of the best defensive coaches in the conference. Probably, I mean, you could put him up there right with Parker, I think.
1: Well, and I think, actually, his credentials extend further yeah, than Parker's his, as a defensive coordinator exclusively.
2: Yeah, I would definitely agree with that statement. I mean, he's just done it for longer. Right? I mean, he's been... Don't I might be wrong. I, I
1: feel like he's been a defensive coordinator for longer. So, defensive coordinator? Oh, well,
2: long. not at Michigan. Only since 2016. Yeah. But, well he's been a defensive coordinator for years and years and years. Oh, anyway, um, wild card is the, he just wins close games, Pat Fitzgerald. Oh, hello, welcome back.
0: Oh, hello, welcome back. Uh, am I back?
2: Yeah, seems like it.
0: Wait, wait, it wasn't interrupted? I mean, we've been talking this whole time. Was the last thing you heard me say? Who
1: knows? You just said... Oh. He's a wild card, bitches, <laughs> and then yeah, drops. Yeah. Ah, yes, so, perfect. So I mean, it was tremendous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Off was, into, the uh, yeah. into the void forever. So God. since this is great live podcasting, I had Fitzgerald as the head coach, Brahm and Parker as the coordinators, and then Jim Harbaugh as a QB coordinator or the QB coach. Oh, I see. What you're
0: oh, I see what you. And okay. then
1: Max.
2: Uh, I had uh, Brahm as the OC, DC is Don Brown. Um, the close, the close games winning specialist is Pat Fitzgerald. That's the wild card. The wild card. And then Who's I never picked coach? the, I never picked the head coach. Let's just take fairness. I don't give a shit. Ah,
0: okay. So
2: we He's all basically manager. the same He's a good people. man. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, that's why I picked Don Brown instead of, uh.
0: Don Brown, Don, Don Brown was the only person I, I thought twice. Yeah. That's, okay. Yeah, ah, instead
2: of Parker, I went with Don Brown just to be different. But then I realized the two of my four were already the same as yours. What a terrible segment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> I thought, oh man, this is gonna be good. We're gonna have. Well, I have a couple, a couple other ideas. Maybe just to bounce. Up Wait, Harrison.
0: Hey, I'm sorry. What was your justification for Patrick's jail again? He wins
1: close, games he, wins the close games. he just wins close games.
0: So he was your head coach, yeah. and then offensive coordinator was Brom. Defensive coordinator was Parker. And then TB coaches. Yeah. Ball. So
1: actually, I think.
0: Why? why- <laughs> Why? <laughs> Wait a minute. Why? Why we're glossing over this? Why
1: Harbaugh or why Fitzgerald? Yeah. Well,
0: I, why? I mean, I mean, he's got the QB whisperer thing, <laughs> but it's been a while. No, hasn't. It.
2: that's a like good point. Four years, not even. Years.
1: That's a good point. Maybe. That's a, while. that's a that's a while. Yeah, you're right. So, I, I think one long time listeners of the podcast will know that I All do have an affinity. <laughs> for Jim Harbaugh I do. Like I just I that's and then stupid. I think you, that's fair. That's fair. I probably,
0: I probably would too if he had been if he's been good lately. I really liked him at Stanford, but he hasn't done anything at Michigan. Yeah,
1: so that's fair. I, I think if I were rethinking it, there are a couple different ways that I could re constitute this. I, I actually like the idea of Don Brown as defensive coordinator. And going with Phil Parker as the DB coach, that would be insane. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: One of us should have done, done that. The
1: other one that I was thinking is Scott Frost as offensive coordinator. Uh, I did. Or I did Ryan actually Day as offensive coordinator. Those are the other two yeah. that I was kind of thinking. That it's like, ah. Oh, no, okay. I don't think
2: Ryan Day is going to have success at Ohio State. But that's just my opinion.
0: I have no idea. I mean,
2: he'll have some success because it's Ohio State, and he doesn't really need to try to recruit. He's just going to have immense amounts of talent. But, like, they did not – I don't like the way they ran their offense the past couple years.
1: So you'd rather have Scott Frost as the offensive coordinator than Ryan Day?
2: Yes. Okay. No doubt, and that's mainly because um, Scott Frost went to school at the uh, Chip Kelly School of Offense.
1: Yeah, but that that's and I just love big head for a little bit though. I, I.
0: mean, yeah, yeah. Now it is. You might want to take that off the resume. Uh, but, but when
2: it no. was a big deal, he did so.
0: Please don't ask for my transcripts. <laughs>
1: you don't need. Okay, why you don't do you need, need my transcripts?
0: <laughs> I'm 35.
1: And please, and then, my son. Let me think. One other guy I did a think red. about was Jim Leonard. I don't know where I'd put him.
0: Defensive coordinator at Wisconsin Or
1: defensive back uh, And then also, because my I, I, I'm just riffing here The other one I thought about was You didn't
2: think about this at all You're just throwing no, stuff I,
1: the, out the, there the, now the, He's just naming Now coaches. the two that I've popped PJ in Fleck. my mind Are uh, <laughs> Paul Christ Because he would even the hell out of my staff Like, that is a lot of melatonin Going into that coaching <laughs> room now and then the other one was James Brian Ference mm. as offensive. Oh, line coach. Oh fuck you!
0: As offensive line Co- coach. Oh, coach, I'm
1: not gonna put him in charge of my freaking offense. I'd
0: take Kirk, Kirk Ferentz as Kirk offensive, offensive line coach before Brian Ferentz as offensive line coach. Can't argue that
2: one.
1: Okay, you got me there. Brian so, Ferentz for tight ends yeah. coach well. though.
2: End.
0: Yeah,
1: that would be so dumb. Or
0: or run game coordinator. That would be
1: the better spot. That would be the better spot. Yeah. So that stupid segment was a little bit of a bug. <laughs>
0: There's 11 minutes you're not getting back.
1: <laughs> you got back. 11 minutes where we
2: literally agreed with each other for 11 minutes. What terrible content.
1: But there was...
0: Try and be more diverse.
1: <laughs> that's why I was coming up with random answers. Anyways, the other... And now this is a good transition. And a transition's never good when you mention it. But the other wild card I thought about was... Chris Doyle as strength and conditioning coach. Yeah, I thought about it, too. Oh, yes. was recently made the most um, highly paid uh, strength and conditioning coach in all of college football, and our good friend Justin Wolfers had this to say, that's an awful lot for the football equivalent of a TA. (laughs) That's kind of funny, though. They,
0: They already have football equivalents for TAs, and they're called GAs. So, chokes on you. Chokes on you.
1: <laughs> I know. Anyways, he's getting roasted in his mentions. The reason I bring him Iowa up fans is will do that. There was <laughs> there was a renewed discussion on on the sleeping aspect of this, and I know Ben has some details about it because the way they framed it was, oh, this is kind of something new that they're doing, but Ben,
0: it's not. Oh. I I all all I know is that just Iowa football. They they monitor their players' sleep. They've been doing it for as long as I've since we since I was in school. So that was I'm not going to tell you. So it's been for over. I was 10 say years. you already
2: said you were 28, so you might as well just keep.
0: Oh, you're right. Um, so when I was a reporter for the Daily Iowa, is when they talked about it. But I don't. So I know they've been doing it at least since 2011. Um, and they just monitor sleep, and I think. I don't think it's to like to police the team or anything. I think Chris Doyle uses the data, and uh, uses it in it when he develops a strength program and schedule for the athletes. Um, I think he tracks and makes assessments on progress and everything and sleep. I think anybody would any anybody in that field would say sleep is the biggest deal for muscle sleep growth is for the week. Muscles uh, grow the most while you're asleep, and um, he th- they need to make sure that you know their their players are getting the most out of their workouts. And uh, I'm not certain how they monitor sleep, and I don't I don't think they do it for every single player on the team. I think they actually might do random might do it randomly. Harrison, I don't know um, if that's someone you came across because I didn't read the recent article. But I thought actually maybe when I re- I remember I thought they did it, did it at random. For players who sleep, they monitor.
1: The way it was framed was in a way that made me think that they're doing it for every guy, almost as much as possible, because that he had a that might be a new he thing. had a Mount yeah, Rushmore quote unquote of sleep that was Nate Stanley, Anthony Nelson, T.J. Hawkinson, the Paulson brothers, and Sean Byer. okay so uh, the the number one and number three tight end <laughs> number one and number four tight end on that list from last year, but yeah I'm no to to me i I think it to your point, it's an analytic when you're a student athlete you kind of give away your life, you know what this is, but to me it takes away almost the student from it i I don't know that's part that's part of what I think.
0: Um. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, I, there are real reasons he's doing it. To your point, like right. the right. mass shows that, like you said, muscle growth develops while you're asleep. But I'm I'm curious because he mentioned the word specifically intervention, and that was kind of the red flag to me.
0: I I mean I guess it probably is another part of the Ferens trying to lock down the football room by you know banning the players from being on social media. Um, but at the same time, I think maybe a lot of players probably embrace this data and they probably, if they're really you know buying into the program, like. Do, uh, I'm sure other reprimands if you're not getting enough sleep. I'm sure there's punishment involved, but mm, um, maybe not. And and I mean, college athletes or college students are not really known for getting what, like, having healthy sleep. Just, patterns. I'm
2: just curious, but like, what do you what do you think a reprimand for not getting enough sleep would look like? Just <laughs> just think really it really just sounds bad. so funny like to me.
0: A, like, an extra lap. Like, I don't think, I think it wouldn't be, I don't know, a scolding. I'm just saying. It's a po- maybe another thing play that would make players worried. I, I've i got no problem with it, and I don't know enough about it, really, to continue the, 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 the assessing it.
1: Okay, that's, that's fair. Because, I mean, the way it was framed was, to Max's point, like, these guys know if they've not slept well the night before, then it'll be more like a stern talking to and i got ultimately even with the way doyle it's framed it
0: it's probably a part of the like the meal plan they have them on I yeah. mean yeah they yeah they don't get punished for like not really following their meal plan i guess you're right they just like you say get stern talking to and maybe you know you get in kirk's doghouse maybe but you get forced to take melatonin yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well i, I that's kind of <laughs> my thing is like when when they're find people who are having trouble sleeping i was talking with friend of the the pants stoops my ass and kind of the thing that I brought up is like it, it's it makes sense for all these good sleepers to be white what <laughs> but my f- into it was I, I almost wonder if it's a cultural thing sleeping like sleeping and the way he framed it is that it's a learned behavior and with his background he's gotten to know a bunch of different families and when parents are working two different jobs home life extends later into the evening so they don't develop those sleep habits in line with the normal school system you're not necessarily always eating dinner at 6 o'clock and then going to sleep at 10 maybe you're not going to bed until 12 or 1 so, I just thought it was interesting because the flip side of that is, does this put kids in the doghouse because they're not sleeping? I just think it's really interesting because ultimately the this Iowa way it it's just very interesting to me because it keeps the floor of Iowa football very high so far, and is it done at the to take away from what who could be included in the Iowa way, more or less? I don't know. I, and maybe <laughs> this is a discussion not to I think have. we've
2: gotten really galaxy-brained here.
1: Okay, all right. And if I have, then, then yeah, call me on it. <laughs> no, I get,
0: I no, get I, it. No, I hurts. understand,
2: I but at yeah. the same time, it just feels like such a weird extreme. Like, it's just, like, the, like, end of the spectrum. That, like, the complete opposite end of, you know, it's just like, oh, we're talking about sleep. And then it's like... I don't know, just felt very galaxy brain, But, like, I get it, but it also...
1: Well, and I don't think he's doing any of this No, with intent. No. Like, I just think that the, the analytics say sleep helps. So, I guess, ultimately, is are they trying to help them sleep during normal hours? Or are they finding ways for everyone to, hey, if you need to sleep nap an hour during the day, here's a good time to do it. And it is a discussion because if you're struggling with school, you might be staying up later to complete homework and you're not able to sleep as much as you are in the middle of the night. Does it open up those avenues for discussion? I hope it's used more for discussion than reprimanding anyone because I don't think that sleep needs to <laughs> to be something that is... A negative or a lack of sleep is a negative, unless it's to the far extreme. I don't know. I I,
0: think it's I I think it's a good point. Like, yeah, if they're using it as a tool to help people get the sleep they need and figure out ways if their people are having sleeping, figure out ways to get them help with sleep. Yeah, it's really important. Um, you know, you can link it. It's akin to you know finding mental health help help in that area. I think I. would don't think it's too far of a stretch to make uh, so I think we're this is a pro sleep podcast I disagree I hate um, sleeping
2: unless it's the morning and I have to get up for work and then in that case you could not peel me out of bed to
0: save my life <laughs> um, no I think if I, I'm assuming these are you know we have to trust that these powers are being used for good uh, you know it's tougher to say that nowadays but I you know I gotta I gotta you know break the rock and uh, trust the process here Harry
1: no you, you're right like, I, mean, I I I I don't know I just I, I thought it was all interesting because just the way it was framed as a learned behavior to me was like oh okay and so I just kind of peel away at that I don't think like I said I don't think it's malicious I hope it's used for discussions used to benefit the players and the program but it's it's just very interesting to me so i don't know (laughs) moving on i guess (laughs) one last thing we wanted to talk about was xavier foster who reduced his list to five teams baylor iowa state iowa providence and virginia tech
2: what a weird list (laughs)
1: <laughs> it really is, Max. This
2: is the first time I've heard the full list, right? Honestly, and what a weird <laughs> list. I thought, it was just
0: I thought it was just Iowa, Iowa State, and Baylor.
1: That's the way it felt, and then it's like, ah, oh, who are the two teams past the three that are most likely? So, is, does this mean he's gonna have another round of reducing it to three and then pick?
0: No, he's no. He's gotta no. know. And he's going to Iowa State.
2: I think he's gonna go to um Lithuania.
1: <laughs> if he's smart, he would. Join uh Aaron White. No, I, I have this horrible feeling that he's gonna end up going to to Iowa State. He's definitely going to state.
0: He's definitely going to state. Without question. He's going to goddamn Providence. <sighs> You've been there in November? Ugh.
1: Was this like you heard that he was an Iowa fan growing up, and his family's an Iowa fan, but it's like... you see these pro-Iowa kids, especially from Iowa, they just normally they choose Iowa right away. So the longer it drags on, kind of the flip side of the Oliver Martin situation, the longer I
0: Oh, I thought you were, I, I thought you meant like players who have actually a potential to go pro from Iowa, choose not Iowa immediately.
1: Oh, I mean, that's another good point. Like, I, I think that it took yeah. him so long because he was holding out for a blue-blood in a way. And that still might come. It's true. Because, it's true. yeah, I thought... Because, like, you look at the Wies camps, you look at, like, uh, Matt Gaton's I mean, the McCaffreys are... A special they case. don't count, right? There's exception. special yeah. <laughs> exceptions, right? Um, but you look at the Iowa kids, and it's normally once they're offered is when they accept from Iowa. So, I don't know. The longer it goes on, the more horrified I am that he chooses Iowa State, especially because Iowa doesn't get into these recruiting battles that often with with Iowa State basketball-wise. Yeah, it really it's doesn't always does happen,
2: like in any sport. And I mean, I guess probably more so in football, just because there's so many players. But like even then, it doesn't really feel like it's, you know, always that contentious. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know anything.
0: What well, was the most notable Iowa Iowa State recruiting? In batter. basketball I'm, or football. I'm thinking football. I'm thinking of Lazard, right? I don't know. Um,
2: Iowa's flipped a couple players. I mean, in recent memory.
0: But nobody like Lazard was pretty big.
2: Yeah, a very, yeah, the, large yeah a very large fellow. Very large
1: <laughs> fellow. He would have made a great <laughs> tight end at Iowa. No, the <laughs> yeah. the lizard one's good, but I also think there was a lot of stuff going on with Gyro Brock. And no, oh, yeah, yeah I, mean, I mean that's probably it. That's probably one, but basketball wise, it's without There's a one, doubt. Wasn't he? Oh, maybe, but Adam Hawes was the basketball player who went to Iowa yeah. State and then transferred to Iowa. Like, I mean, to me, that's the yeah. the gold standard of. Iowa-Iowa State quote-unquote re- recruiting battles. But nobody like
0: recent.
2: No, they completely right? stay out of each other's ways for basketball. I remember, I forget even who what, um, what game I was yeah. watching that the announcers kind of mentioned that. I think it was like the tournament in New York City this past year. Which one? The tournament that Iowa played in in New York.
1: Oh, okay. I can't think uh, of the name of it. Yeah, the the one with Oregon and Yukon.
2: Yeah, I think that's when it got brought up. I think it was... Well, oh, it was, yeah, Fran
1: mentioned it. Fran Fischella. Yeah,
2: that they don't really butt heads in recruiting for basketball. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Probably, I mean, they probably were trying to both get, like, Marcus Page and whatever, but obviously it didn't become that contentious once, <laughs> once they both lost out.
1: The sliding door, Iowa basketball recruiting-wise, versus Iowa State, is probably George Niang. Because I think he was down to Iowa, Iowa State, and then another school.
0: I don't know know. Iowa was even interested in him. Oh,
1: yeah. I don't
0: remember I'm not a big basketball recruiting guy, generally.
2: not a big recruiting guy. Eh.
1: Well, then. I know it exists. (laughs) I (laughs) know it exists. (laughs) <laughs> now that we've neared the end of the podcast, do we want to talk about Euphoria, Ben?
0: Uh yeah, let's talk about it. I the finale. Are we going to be spoiling it for people? Probably. Probably.
1: Yeah. I, um, I haven't watched it. Um, do you want to watch? Special it, I've
0: seen on TV in 2019. I think.
1: What do you say? I think, it's
0: the best I think it's the best show I've seen this year.
1: I I'm trying to. Oh think. no, I would disagree with that.
0: It was better call Saul this year. I really enjoyed that. The one I would, I, I, I like marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I like Fleabag too. Okay, yeah, I already talked myself out of it.
1: Well, the the two I would mention are probably Chernobyl and then Chernobyl
0: is so Cher- good. Chernobyl too, and yeah, then Chernobyl, years
1: yes. and years. This is like people.
0: I know you saw said that on Twitter. People have been raving about that.
1: It is. I, I mean, it's it's wild. I really enjoyed it. Enjoys probably the wrong word. I thought it was just awesome. So what to me, this? that was kind of the gold standard from this year.
0: What, are you what do you watch it on? It's on HBO.
1: Yeah, HBO Now. What,
2: Carter? Carter. what are we referring to?
1: Years and Years.
2: Oh, yeah, I don't know what that is. yeah,
1: I don't know what that is. I'm trying to think who, what else it would be. I mean, the only one that sticks out is Years and Years. But anyways, Euphoria, Ben. <laughs> I, know, I know you had a take
0: what uh, what sorry what were we i know we talked about it before but what was my take <laughs> uh, it was how t- i mean it's terrifying it's like if we we're high school circa 2019 like fuck that i'm um, glad i'm not married ha- going to have kids soon yeah same looking in, looking in your guys directions um <laughs> i'm not married god uh well what well, what was did i have a take Harrison i'm i forgot it
1: <laughs> Well, I think uh, I'll I'll start with my take. It's like uh, the first 3 to 4, maybe 5 episodes were just so good that like the last uh, three or so felt just kind of fine which uh yeah,
0: the yeah, I I agree exactly. And
1: it just didn't meet the bar that it set, which I mean, you're a victim of your own success, right? But I think mm-hmm. my frustration is Doing, what they did at the end is just like kind of a reset button in a way, yeah. and not like yeah. providing the ending any. Yeah, I was
0: very unhappy with
1: character development.
0: Uh, but yeah, there was some good character development. I did say to myself watching the end. Uh, though just the just way. Do you think just the way it's, the way it's shot, like it's so beautiful. It, um, I feel like it gives it a hall pass, and the music too, is so good. I the soundtrack i listen to it every day now um it's awesome just the show is just so aesthetically it pleases all the senses and in a way a show hasn't for me that i can recall
1: okay i i, I like that because you're you're exactly right like i mean and it's so unique and the way it's
0: it's so out there yeah and i and it's just so believable to i mean part yeah 90 percent of it is um or, like, just the thing, the parts that happen isolated are very believable. It's just, uh, that makes me scared. For, I'm glad I'm not going to high school at that during when these kids are, because fuck that.
1: Yeah, when or where? Yeah,
0: yeah exactly.
1: I was a little mad that Fez didn't have like that intro storyline. That was the one thing I really wanted.
0: Fez is my favorite TV character. I think he's incredible. He, this is his first ever like TV or movie performance. He's a Scottish guy. His real name's Angus. Oh my God! I'm.
1: <laughs> I'm. Reminds, I, I love that. That's amazing.
0: He reminds me of uh, Mac Miller. Yeah, that I, I mean. Big Mac Miller vibes. It's like comparing. Yeah, and RIP. Yeah, the way, the way, uh, and like the way his the way the season ended with him, I'm not happy with at all. Um, but I love, yeah, I love, I love, 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 love the show. I love him. He's my favorite character on the show, and I don't think it's close.
1: I'd have to think about it. I oh, uh, I can't remember his name. The sad boy, sad boy king Ethan. Is that his name?
0: I can't. I don't. I'm pretty bad at names. Sad boy. The cat king. The uh, cat. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Interest. He. I mean, he got his comeuppance. Yep. 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 Anyways, that was Euphoria talk. Max. Michelle Branch.
2: Uh, the greatest pop artist of the 21st century. Oh boy. N- t- tell me that uh, "Everywhere" is not a banger. You can't.
1: Is it actually a banger though? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. is it? And is it actually?
0: And, it, and does it actually
1: pop? Slap was the word that Max used. Slap. No, that was about breeze.
2: Yeah. Breathe. Breathe. Also, also slaps like no other. That's my take. That's my take.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I don't think this is pop.
2: You you don't think that Michelle Branch is a pop musician?
0: Yeah, but I don't know what I'd label her as. Like. Like it's not I mean, not indie.
1: Pop, is is, pop,
2: pop is, pop has changed. It used to be what pop is.
1: Okay.
2: The Beatles are pop. Um,
1: oh, did you guys see yesterday?
2: No. I heard it's not good. I did good. not.
1: I saw I saw oh, Rocket Man
0: it
2: That doesn't surprise I me. I saw Rocket
0: Man. It was it was okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. all, right all right, teen pop era, but that was in
2: 2001. Yeah. The 2000 the 21st century, and nobody's come anywhere near it since.
1: I think uh, I standards. Old Town Road Max. Come on.
2: It's not Michelle Branch, bro.
0: If I closed out out a list now, would it ruin the entire podcast? Well, seeing as how you
2: already did once.
0: (laughs) Oh, you're
1: right. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, Well, we wanted to make it a short one. It was not. Yeah, 53 minutes. (laughs) That's that's long. Six minutes under. (laughs) Yeah, still under an hour. So uh, for Max, Ben, and myself, that's a pants party. Go Hawks.
0: Yep. Fuck yep. State. Fox State.